0: Hello. Hey, it's Keith. Hi. I figured it was you. There's always
1: a weird ring in the phone. Right. So you can hear me, okay? Yeah, I
0: can.
1: Yeah. Every time, I guess it's again just. I mean, this is, I guess, this is like the the standard how this podcast always starts is I always say how weird it is <laughs> to be recording a phone call, but it is. <laughs> this is good though. I don't know if you remember, but when we did these last year, these little podcasts from from Vancouver, I was just at like Central Station. It was kind of loud. But this place I found here is, like, really quiet. It's just uh, busy. Like, it's by a SkyTrain station. There's a lot of people walking by looking at me. But it's really good uh, sound quality. So, so that's good. Okay, well. Hey, have you guys as long got...
0: as nobody gets you arrested for thinking you're just kind of
1: yeah, off? I've never actually had anybody ask, but, I mean, a lot of people look at me because like it is weird like i I don't know did i ever show you i'll show you when i get home for christmas or whatever but just what it looks like like it just looks really weird because i'm i'm talking into the phone but i'm not listening you know i'm listening through headphones and i just have my little audio recorder pressed against the earpiece of the phone so i mean it looks weird as hell it looks like i'm some weird fbi tapping guy from the 70s or something like what is what's what am i doing or definitely, I mean, I could see why it would seem like, like, what is this guy doing? Is he secretly recording someone, if they can even realize that it's a recording thing? <laughs> I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, I was just going to say, uh, do you guys, I don't know if you've been to Tim Hortons lately, do you guys have uh, paper straws in Fredericton? Has that become a thing?
0: Not yet. Uh, there's, some, there's a couple places that are doing the paper straw thing, getting ready for when plastics are kaput. Um, but right now, no, we're pretty much
1: the same. Yeah, there was a weird thing about because I guess it was like four months between Japan and Amsterdam that I was out of Canada. So, yeah, when I came back, that was the it was really the only thing I noticed different. But, uh, yeah, Tim Hortons has paper straws, and uh, Starbucks has started just kind of changing their cup design, so there's just a, a drink lid, like our little drink, a sippy thing, basically. So you just drink from the lid of the cup instead of from the straw. Although I don't know what's so bad about straws, because the whole... Cup is still plastic, so there's obviously a ways yep, to go. Yeah, they've
0: got the plastic lining on it. Now, when you go to Subway, they, uh, I suppose, if you ask for a cap, they'll give you one. But if you're eating inside, you don't automatically you just get the cap on your coffee anymore. You just get the cup.
1: Yeah, and I guess now that I think about it, yeah, that uh, I guess this did happen a little bit before I left because I was at Ray's place in Toronto, and uh, we ordered, I think, A&W to the house, and it showed up like just a normal root beer, you know, drink but the lid didn't have a straw hole it was just a plastic lid so it wouldn't spill in the bag and yeah there was a little note with it that's just like we do no longer blah 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 straws like (laughs) i don't know i mean i guess it's all it's good a good step i guess but i don't know it's like you're already massacring millions of cows and shit do you really who cares about a straw that's really not the important thing here well
0: yeah but the cows will buy biodegrade eventually i guess the plastic will not
1: although that's the thing too i always thought this that uh if i always my theory was that if all the fast food places just changed over to veggie burgers and didn't tell anybody most people wouldn't be able to tell and that is it's starting to happen it's this thing called the beyond burger that I've noticed, like A&W has, and Tim Hortons has, and I haven't tried it yet, but apparently it's like pretty close to, like, meat flavor, but it's just, just plants. So yeah,
0: I've had one, and it's got a lot of spices in it. Right. And here's the thing: usually, when you're eating a hamburger, you got so much crap on it anyway. Yeah, you totally. Got the tomatoes, and you got the mustard, and you got the. the and very few people eat just a plain burger. So uh, you really can't taste know, I go to have meat, but you can't really taste the meat taste in it anyway. It's got so
1: much stuff on it. Yeah, I realized that You're the other day. The stuff. Yeah, I was at like yeah, I was at Subway just getting a sub, and I realized that I'm like, you know, if I just get the veggie sub and I just pack it full of all the veggies and all the hot peppers and all that shit and sauces, like I'll never be able to tell. I started getting a little more interested in it lately because I got this book from a thrift store that uh, came out in like 2005, but it's about people that live to be over 100. And they found like five areas the blue zones they're called where it happens way more often than usual and uh, they went and researched these places and they only could come up with three things that everybody seemed to do and uh, one of them was they ate a lot of nuts which no one's quite sure what the deal there is maybe it's just that if you're eating nuts as a snack it's not that nuts are that great but it's just keeping you from eating worse stuff was their theory about the nuts uh, and no meat, uh, you know, like very rare meat, mostly vegetarian diet. And the third thing was just uh, constant exercise. Like in Japan, whenever, where people sit on the, on the floor, like they see these like 102-year-old people that they don't have chairs in their house. So just having to sit down and stand up, you know, a couple dozen times a day, you just keep your lower body strong and you don't fall down and break your hip and you keep your balance and everything. That's yeah. interesting Yeah, and again, it it could just be coincidence One of the places in particular, in uh, I think it was in Italy It was very much like a genetic thing It's just these people that had really good genetics that were isolated But the other places, it seemed like there were actual reasons But yeah, the meat thing is like universal It's like, it just just builds up on you It's just not good for you So, uh, so I've been a little more interested in that after reading that book And I bought a shit ton of nuts Because <laughs> oh. hey, why not? 'Cause it is kinda true, like if they're around, you know, I'm not gonna go buy a Snickers bar or something if I just have some almonds sitting there, you know, as long as they're accessible.
0: Yeah, that's half half the battle is if the stuff is there, yeah, you're but also if that candy bar is there. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. There. And every once in a while, you know, you need to have a little sweet something. Like I'm not a big sweet person. I I never go buy chips and pop and all that junk and chocolate bars and stuff. But tonight, uh, I said, "Oh, I'm gonna have a peanut butter sandwich." And then Neil had some of that uh, caramel stuff.
1: Right.
0: I put a great big gob of caramel right in the <laughs> middle of the peanut butter. <laughs> Just cause, mmm, sure was good.
1: Yeah, and obviously, yeah, any of that stuff in moderation is obviously fine. It's no big deal, man. Though, Dad, like he, uh, like he always has those like sour skittles and stuff. (laughs) Dude is just a candy machine. Brad's kind of room full of
0: stuff.
1: Well, Brad's kind of like that too, where he, uh, I guess, probably because you know he grew up with his dad running a convenience store. Like his his sweet tooth is way sweeter <laughs> or whatever than mine like uh, in japan i noticed right away that everything is really sugary like really sweet which is weird because nobody's overweight there but uh but i mentioned that to him and he's like is it <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm like whoa like yes it is but but yeah it's just i don't know I, I definitely got past that where like i like just bitter shit now and i'm just i'm glad that i my chase my taste buds changed because <laughs> if you only like sweet shit like yeah, fuck it. Like, I I like that it's not a struggle for me.
0: But I only eat that stuff because Neil has it here. I would never go out and get it myself. Yeah. If I'm in a grocery store, like it never, I might buy a little bag of cheesies or something. But to, to buy all that sweet junk, don't no, just walk right by it. Doesn't interest me. But when it's here, it's like, eh, yeah, I see it on the table upstairs. Yeah, I think I'll take some of those sour things that he's got. No, oh, he's got one of those sweet puddings. I think I'll take one of those.
1: It is a little tough, too, just because I always just get stuff, you know, uh, in just small portions. Like, well, at least with nuts and stuff, like, those can just sit around and it's fine. But, like, uh, after I read that book, I'm like, well, let me just go. It's a little expensive, but maybe I should just get in the habit more of just buying fruit or whatever. And I guess it's easy to go buy. I guess I'll probably have to stick to just, like, apples, oranges, and bananas and stuff because I bought, like, a thing of blueberries one day, and I think a couple days later I got a thing of raspberries. But even the smallest one I could find is kind of big and I pretty much got to eat it that day and uh, man it just went through me <laughs> like I'm not used to eating and I don't think yeah that's like too much. That's too much fruit or whatever. <laughs> it's just like oh that that can't be right. <laughs> I yeah that's about Peaches. Good. Peaches are kind of big around here now. Mm. Well
0: they're, they don't grow here but anyway so, yeah, he's got this thing of peaches, and he says, oh, they're too hard. And I said, well, just leave them out for a day or two, and they'll be soft. So he did, and I ate three right in a row. (laughs) Next day, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe, I don't know, that's what I wonder, too, is, like, is that just a sign of how bad I'm eating in general? Like, or or is just, I don't know, is food supposed to be like that? Like, that's the joke they always make, too, about vegetarian, like, yoga-type people is that they fart all the time. And it's like, I guess, I guess maybe you're just supposed to have gas and (laughs) just take a shit three times a day. I I don't know. It seems like it's a little, that part of it, I don't love. Uh, One last thing that I wanted to say about that, that book about the centigenarians. One thing that is really funny about it is like, obviously it is still just pretty random to live long or not. You know, anything could happen at any time. You could just randomly die, whatever. But a lot of it, obviously, is people's attitude. And they they interviewed this one lady who was like 102 or 103 from California who uh, she like woke up, exercised right away, did a bunch of stuff, and then she uh, she like volunteered at the local old folks' home and she would like bring them magazines. And she's like, yeah, you know, the old people, they like to just like cut out things from the magazine and do stuff and whatever. And it's just funny yeah, that she, she
0: didn't see herself as old.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's talking about these 80-year-olds like their... Because They're acting like 80 year olds, and she's just not. And uh, and yeah, she said, like, when an 80 year old would get you know just kind of mopey about stuff, she'd be like, Come on, I'm old enough to be your mother. <laughs> like, do I am I being mopey? Like, get, get over it. I don't know, no, that just cracked me up. Like, this hundred year old talking about, like, ah, uh, you know, the old folks,
0: <laughs> but that's true. A whole lot of it is attitude, yeah. If you if you feel old, you'll be old.
1: Oh, yeah, so I guess just for uh, some bookkeeping, uh, so. Since I've been using your credit card to book things, uh, should I keep like sending you those little invoices, or does it just not matter? Like, how how much do you do you care?
0: <laughs> well, it doesn't hurt for you to uh, yeah send just them to, to me.
1: Keep you updated. But, All right, cool. Yeah,
0: because uh, see, I don't have that big a credit limit on that because it was a whole it was quite big, and then somebody stole that card a number of years ago and ran it right up. Right. And uh, I I was able to get compensated back for what they did, but um, after that I cut it down to $5,000 because I said, you know what, if something goes wrong here, that's the most they'll be able, and and if I'm ever responsible for it, um, that's the most that they'll get me for. So I'm always getting these notices like, oh, you want to increase it to $10,000, $15,000, and I'm thinking, no, I don't because if anything goes wrong with it and they refuse to compensate me for it, if somebody takes it, then, uh, or if I can't prove that somebody stole it, then I'll be on the hook for it, so I don't want it to be real big.
1: Nice, and I mean, that's still, that's an enormous amount for me because my old card was only 1,000, so yeah, there'd be no problem there because i just got to get... Uh,
0: it's not you that's the problem, yeah. it's Neil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he uses credit card all the time. When I'm, when he's out with me, we use money uh but when he's on his own he's no he's, he's the
1: credit card king cool because yeah, he hardly gotta, ever
0: has money with
1: him i just got to get the uh get a flight to toronto and then uh and i might as well book a flight to Fredericton also it won't be until december 18th is when i'm booked up till in toronto but hey might as well do it now you know while it's this the earlier the cheaper and then i should do it i think once i get those two flights everything's covered
0: yeah and see if you book early like that see my that that credit card of mine is going to expire soon yeah So there'll so. be a new number and everything so if you do stuff like before then use it before then and line up stuff yeah you so. won't have any issues you won't have any issues
1: yeah i'll definitely do that for the flights but i think for the airbnb if there was a way to just pay the whole thing in advance i would but uh, i don't know why some people have it set up so you just pay and then some people have it set up like that one I sent you the other day where it's like staggered in like two or three payments and I'm not sure why like I I don't know if that's supposed to be convenient for me but I I like it less I'd rather just have it paid for and not have to think about it again but I think I will have to for those second and third payments I'll just have to switch it over to a different card but that won't happen till like October whatever but yeah I love how cheap that place is because like you know the average price for like a month in Toronto it's It's like 800 bucks, maybe like 700 is really low is really lucky. And that place was 500 a month, a little under 500 a month. And, uh, all the reviews were good. The only, the only complaints were that it's like apparently quite a few, it's like a house that is really chopped up. Like every single little room is a place, but that's fine. I don't give a shit. Like I just need a place to go sleep. All the reviews were really good though. Like that the people keep it well-maintained and everyone is nice and whatever and I think it's because how last year I stayed in that same neighborhood it's way out by the zoo it's like we're right at the edge of Toronto the, the, uh, as far as you can go but I actually really liked that neighborhood so uh so this is like a bonus like I get to go back to a neighborhood that I liked and it's so cheap like for Toronto I couldn't believe it that I got a place that cheap
0: so how far like if you were going to downtown like how far would it be And you well you're on the on the bus line i presume
1: yeah so even that it's like again it's just not as bad as it seems because yeah like there's a, a bus you know just a few minutes walk to a bus and then probably about 15 or 20 minutes on the bus to get to the subway oh, that's not bad yeah and then once you're on the subway like whatever it's just the subway everything is just connected from there so yeah it's really not that bad because it's like toronto is really not that big so even though i'm technically at the edge it's like it's still the most developed place in all of canada so it's totally it's totally fine i mean there's a zoo there you know it's like it's all it's still it's all good and uh and i just uh i just like that it's when places are cheap it just just feels good (laughs) so i just hate like blowing a lot of money especially for like like the only place in toronto that i kind of like is the beaches neighborhood where you're down by the lakeshore But I can just go there. I can just, you know, (laughs) like I don't have to sleep there. I can still just get on the bus and go there in the day. So, uh, so yeah, that'll be cool. So I've got that set for like October, November, most of December, and then I'll just head back for the standard freezing cold Christmas.
0: Well, we even have a bed for you this time. Oh, yeah? Yes, we got a new mattress. So we said, well, why don't we hook up a bed in that front room? So there is a full-length double-sized
1: bed in that room cool that's a bonus so sleeping on the little winking
0: winking couch.
1: <laughs> nice well thank you yeah and uh, it's weird that i just keep just the way the rhythms of stuff keep going these last couple of years that i just keep ending up in Fredericton at the worst possible time but you know whatever it's <laughs> like and especially too i think because i guess it was two christmases ago nearly three that i i was working at that cheesecake shop and I was like, well, I don't know anybody in Vancouver, whatever, I'll just work for Christmas. And it really was depressing. <laughs> I was like, you know, this is like, what the hell am I doing with my life? So, and I kind of like being uh, even like the Toronto thing. Like, I think the fall is kind of the best time to be in Toronto because uh, here in Vancouver, like it just gets so goddamn dark and rainy. <laughs> so, so yeah, here in the summer, Toronto in the fall, fucking Fredericton in the, winters, the, also bad. In the winter. And then i don't know I'll probably go to montreal after that or something but whatever that's way in the distance to figure that out later
0: well and some winters here aren't that aren't that bad i mean the last couple have been kind of rough um and especially last year it started so friggin early and went on for so long but uh you know it's uh, some winters here aren't bad it's just that usually it's so icy you can't walk you can't walk
1: oh uh, yeah that is that is kind of the worst part yeah and then even when it starts to uh to melt, that can almost be worse. Like there were parts of uh, Union Street where I, I like had to walk like over by near the uh, the post office. The like water on the sidewalk. There was so much water that I I, I just walked around the block. I'm like there's actually no way to walk down this sidewalk because it's just big snowbanks on the side and a busy road and just a lake. So <laughs> sometimes it gets a little silly. But anyway, I guess. Uh, It's kind of good in a way that I didn't catch you, you know, took a couple of weeks off because it kind of, once, like, I said I was going to call you back every week and update you on my travels, but then the week went by in, like, a second. And I'm like, you know, a week's really not long enough. (laughs) It's better to take a little bit more of a break. I guess we used to do this podcast every week when we started it, but it's, you know, I don't know. We're too old for that. Like, a week is like a day now.
0: Yeah, and the older you get, the faster time seems to fly.
1: Yeah, totally. But uh, this time I just thought I guess I'd run you through my quick little... uh, Stop over in Russia? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. The
0: next episode was the Russia trip.
1: Yeah, so I haven't really been sick very much this year. Like, it's been pretty good all around, except one time. The one time I got really sick was right before I left Amsterdam. So, uh, like I was saying, with Amsterdam, it was fine. It was a little bit boring even, but I didn't have any problems. I was, like, glad to, you know, normalize it, just like, just a normal place. And then I got, like, crazy, crazy sick, where... I was just, like, underneath all the blankets I could find in this Airbnb, but I was still cold and sweating, (laughs) you know, like, that kind of sick, and that's where suddenly it's, like, hits me that it's, like, where the fuck am I, you know, I'm just in some strange person's house in this weird country across the world, and I'm, like, sick to death, and that's where it suddenly changed, where I'm just, like, man, if I could snap my fingers and just bail out of this trip right now, I totally would, but, uh, but that didn't happen of course but but then the sickness happened like a couple of days before my flight and the day of the flight i was feeling better and i'm like all right that's lucky like i'm glad that happened to me two days ago and not today like i should be fine i've got shit tons of cough drops and like i'll just tough it out it's a little weird to go on a plane with a bunch of people when you know you're sick but i'm just like well what am i supposed to do <laughs> like, everything's pre-booked I, I don't have any flexibility here and uh, I always try to get to the airport really fast or, like, really early, as early as possible. So in this case, halfway to the airport, I got off the train because I had to use the bathroom. And I went to uh, a washroom somewhere and just had, like, a huge diarrhea crap. And I was like, ah, oh, thank God I'm so ahead of the curve that I can just sit here for 20 minutes and use the bathroom and not be stressed out and get this out of my system. But little did I know. Oh, somebody just gave me the weird look. Some lady walking by just gave me look. <laughs> weird look of me on the phone and maybe because i'm also talking about diarrhea (laughs) but but little did i know that wasn't getting it out of my system that was the first of what were going to be like seven enormous diarrhea shits that were going to happen in the next two or three hours so i got to the airport first thing i had to do was find a bathroom then you know go through the the first little check go to a bathroom yeah just like every step i was just constantly looking for a bathroom and then uh when I'm at the last bit and I'm just waiting for the for boarding I went to the bathroom again another couple of times and I'm just like man like what is gonna happen like this is terrible this has never happened to me I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen and this was this like long-ass flight to Japan through Russia and I'm just like what could be worse than this and I started looking up people's stories online of just like what happens if you have diarrhea on a flight and man those are some scary stories to read of just like like they're not allowed to uh land a plane while someone's in the washroom so they'll literally like circle around and shit and uh, until you leave the bathroom (laughs) so there was one story where they did just land because it really shouldn't be that big a deal they just landed the guy stayed in the bathroom and uh (laughs) and uh, like paramedic type people had to come get him he was just all dehydrated oh and messed up my God. Yeah.
0: embarrassing.
1: but then the other story was worse where it was the guy did leave the bathroom they're like look we've already circled this is insane you have to open this door we're gonna break the door down get the fuck out of the bathroom so the guy had to get out of the bathroom and sit in his seat and he just shit in his seat he just <laughs> shit all over the place yeah Yeah, and i mean i guess like everyone's flying all the time there's hundreds of thousands of people just flying around like it's got to happen to somebody but i just felt so so lucky that the whole time on my flight the flight to russia you know my belly was gurgling and i was like even being careful not to shift too much in my seat and just like just trying to be as just sit as still as possible be like a zen monk but uh but I, I didn't even have to go to the bathroom on the flight. Like it really did just time out just right that things were definitely not better, but, but they were better enough. <laughs> so, uh, but one thing that was kind of a shame is one thing that's cool, you know how uh, flights in North America, like we're just, we just try to make them as cheap and as economical as possible they really don't feel like what flights felt like like when we went to Florida in the 80s or whatever like or whenever that was early 90s or even just or when you see like the old 70s 60s and 70s coffee tea or me all that that whole world of fancy flights like that doesn't exist in North America really unless you get first class but it does exist overseas like their flights are awesome like all the uh, the, the women are dressed as though it's the 60s, you know. They have their little stewardess uniforms, and they bring out all these ama- all these amazing meals and all this stuff. And I couldn't eat it because I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna risk that. <laughs> like, like just take it away because I, I don't want to be the guy who diarrhea's in the plane. <laughs> Someone writes about me on the internet. Um, so I made it that first leg of the journey to Russia. And, uh, and that was kind of neat, too, just to be in Russia, even if it's just the airport, you know, just like a weird little experience of getting just that flavor of it, of just like everybody speaks with the crazy accent and you feel like you're in a James Bond movie and stuff. Uh, and it was really hectic and really crazy. And, and I, I didn't really pay attention to when my connecting flight was or how much time there was, because I always just book these things and the website sets it up automatically and I've never had a problem. But uh, in this case... Uh, it was because our flight got delayed in Amsterdam. It got delayed leaving for, uh, I don't know, like 40 minutes. So it would have been tight anyway. But by the time I got to Russia, the guy in front of me, I kind of got heard overheard them talking to him about, like, you're not going to make your flight. And I pieced together that we were on the same flight. So then they talked to me next, and they're like, yeah, you're not going to make it, but we'll put you up in a hotel. And I thought, wow, this is perfect because i do not want to go on the next you know nine hour leg of this flight or whatever in the state that i'm in this is perfect they'll put me up in a little hotel i can just shit my brains out or do whatever for the next 24 hours and hopefully i'll be better off tomorrow and i don't know it's like i guess in a way it's almost just like a boring story because really the only the story is just first off russia is like every again like what i learned whenever i travel is that the stereotypes are always true you know, nobody smiles, nobody's friendly, everyone is like Boris and Natasha. And uh, and just the feel of it, you know, like you go into the bathroom and there's all these no smoking signs in the airport, but of course everything smells like cigarettes and there's cigarette butts everywhere because <laughs> they just don't give a shit. And uh, there was even a point where I saw like an empty plastic booze bottle, you know, like a vodka Mickey or whatever. And this is in the airport behind security, but it was like it was under a bridge. You know, it's just like, man, Russia is Russia, you know, like it's, it's fucked up. And I guess just to long story short or whatever, it's just the bureaucracy of it is in any other country. First off, they would have been, you know, really, uh, apologetic that everybody missed their flight and they would have, you know, just organized us, got us on a bus, taken us to the hotel, made sure everything went smooth. Maybe even like, you remember last year I, uh, I got booted off a flight here to Vancouver and they gave me like a huge like they gave me like a check for like 400 bucks and upgraded me to first class and all this stuff even though I was only delayed by a few hours and I didn't give a shit like that's what you expect Russia is not that it's the opposite like they just didn't give a fuck they're just like so unhelpful so unfriendly if you don't uh, their English was terrible and if there was a bunch of people from India that were also on my flight and if you don't speak you know there was no one there to 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 accommodate anything. <laughs> like, so I don't know what happened to those people. And basically just what should have taken whatever, at worst, a couple of hours, just, I can't remember the specifics anymore, but it's like I got there at like 3 p.m. or something, and we didn't get to the hotel and get all checked in and stuff till like 2 a.m. <laughs> oh it was fucking crazy, because like you'd get to this one place and the... Well, to be fair, though, it's because... They weren't allowed to start checking us in until, I think, after 9 p.m. So that's a little unfair. It's like we, we just had to fuck around in the airport. They gave us 20 rubles or whatever and, like, go get some food. But then from 9, yeah, till like, 2 a.m. And it was, you would not believe how short a distance we went. Like, it's like, okay, everybody wait here. Now we move down the hall. Now we go through this additional security check. Now go down these steps. Oh, wait, no, go back up the steps. Okay, back down the steps. Okay, now into the, the the bus. Oh, that bus is full. Wait for the next bus. And uh, and I didn't really get a sense of this at the time because it was nighttime at this point. But I realized the next day when we had the exact same process in reverse that the hotel we went to was next door to the airport. You can just okay. see the airport from there. And yeah, like so we, we traveled like 100 feet through the airport and then next door. And it took... Hours and hours and hours, and every single little thing like everything people were filling out paperwork and triplicate or whatever and checking all our stuff over and over and over. And uh, and it was one thing for me, I was like, Well, whatever, I'm just some dickhead who's traveling around and I wanted a cheap flight, and this is what I get. But there were like families with kids, and the kids are crying and exhausted, and like. Like I can't imagine in North America that this could ever happen. They would at least expedite those people or something, but Russia doesn't give a shit. <laughs> they don't give one fuck about anybody. And, uh, and the feeling I kind of got when I was just, you know, obviously I made friends with a lot of people that night. We kind of, it was kind of fun in that sense because I just spent the whole month by myself in Amsterdam, and I was going to go to Japan where I didn't know anybody right away. Like I would meet up with Brad, but not right away. So that night was kind of fun, like, hey, just hanging out with people from the line. But the, the sort of sense we got was it was just like, like there's no autonomy. Nobody wanted to take responsibility for any step of this situation. It's like everyone, as long as they just say no to everything, they can't get in trouble, basically. So everything had to be double-checked, triple-checked, move a little bit double check, triple check it again. Just make sure everything is fine and make sure no one's gonna get in trouble and make sure you're not doing anything wrong. And uh, yeah, it's just like a cartoon. Like how can it be that inefficient and that slow and that ridiculous. So you
0: must've only got spent a couple of hours at the hotel, right?
1: Yeah, not much. Cause then uh, then uh, the next morning, it was like the exact same thing. Such a, oh, cause it's so creepy in this hotel too. It's like, oh that's yeah, part of it. We all needed to get temporary visas. So, uh, so my flight to Amsterdam, like I went through Iceland, and and it was night and day. Like you could tell, Iceland was just really trying to get uh, tourists. You know, like that's why they have these flights from Montreal to Iceland and from Iceland to to Amsterdam. Is it's all just for the tourism industry. So, if so, you know, on the side they also just fly people straight through, like I did. But hey, if you want to stop in Iceland, like the flights here and I got to admit it kind of got in my head I'm like hey maybe I should it was cheap flight and everyone's so friendly and nice and they want me to go <laughs> where Russia is the opposite they do not want you to go they are purely there just to do flights because uh yeah you can't just go visit Russia you need a big visa and everything so even for the one night even though we're going to the hotel owned by the airline and this is all supposedly official or whatever we all of us needed a temporary visa big uh big like fences everywhere and barbed wire and stuff to get out of the airport and then in the hotel like if that place caught on fire i'm sure we all would have died because you can't get out like the front door doesn't open unless the person with the key comes and opens it for you we couldn't leave our section of the hotel and it's just like scary and creepy. <laughs> it's like this place is every cartoon idea. Like if I, I guess the Iron it's Curtain. It's like real Goulag
0: stuff, right?
1: Yeah, like all this shit about like fucking uh, the, you know, the Iron Curtain, and uh, don't worry, their capital is now, and whatever. Doesn't seem like any of that's true. <laughs> it seems like everything is just like a James Bond movie, still. Uh, but so what was fun though, is yeah, like I just kind of got to know people during the day because we were just standing around for hours (laughs) just fucking doing nothing so once we finally got to the hotel there was this guy from amsterdam and his girlfriend the dude's name was valentine which is easy to remember and there were these three or four people from india who had just done like their big crazy three-day-long wedding in india and they were uh flying somewhere else for a honeymoon so they had all gone to there was like this side room in our section of the hotel you can go to to smoke and they had a bunch of uh, booze that they had just had with them so they were like fuck it fuck this place fuck these Russians fuck all of this like now that we're finally here let's crack open this booze let's play music from our fucking iPod and like Russian angry Russian guys kept coming by telling us to go to bed and to be quiet but they were just like no what are you gonna do fuck you (laughs) like this is all your fault this is your fault that we missed these flights oh that was the other thing with the Russians it's that it was always someone else's fault It was Amsterdam's fault for delaying our flight. It was the airport's fault for doing something, you know, so it wasn't the hotel's responsibility. And then it was the hotel's fault for whatever. Everything was someone else's fault. But I just it was so fun. This Valentine guy, he was just like awesome. Like he apparently he uh, said the bureaucracy in China is even worse. So he's been through this shit before. And he's like, all you got to do is just don't listen to them and do whatever you want. And what are they gonna do? They're not gonna do shit. So we sat there drinking and uh, watching videos of these uh, Indian people's crazy Indian wedding and all this stuff, just all night. We just did it till the sun came up. (laughs) So in the end, it was super fun. Like that was great, but it took hours to get to that point. (laughs) And it's one of those things in hindsight, like I'm glad it all happened. It was fun and it was weird. But at the time, I was like, what the hell? Like, just thank God my diarrhea hasn't come back. Like, that's all I could keep reminding myself the whole time, It's like, this could be way worse at any moment, and it's not. So this is, this'll do. And, uh, geez, what else to say about that? Oh, so I guess, though, the, but the ultimate downside to all that, oh, that was weird too. So then when I finally went to my room, you know, in six in the morning or whatever, to just sleep for two or three hours, you know, they had us all together with random people. And I was in with this guy who had one of those sleep apnea machines where he puts the mask on his face. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, this wasn't a big thing. It was just just kind of creepy that, you know, I just come into this room at 6 in the morning and he kind of rolls over. And I'm like, don't worry, buddy. I'm just, I'm your roommate. Go back to sleep. And he's in his Darth Vader thing. And I'm just like, this is just weird. This is all just weird. And you couldn't even open windows and stuff because it was, like, so secure. Uh, So, but then the next day, once the ship finally got together and we finally got back to the airport and we almost like, even that, like the, uh, I had one of the later flights, so that was good. I didn't have to worry as much, but there were these girls from Amsterdam who had the earliest flight that was leaving. It was leaving at like 2 PM. It wasn't early. But again, the bureaucracy just to get us out of the hotel was insane. And finally, like one of the girls started losing her shit. She's just like, this is not going to fucking happen again. What is wrong with you people? Like, I'm going to miss my flight again. This isn't going to happen. Get me on that fucking bus and get me to the airport. And it's like that finally, like that sense I got from the Russians is like they were like little kids, you know, and they're like afraid dad's going to yell at them but that actually kind of like shook them a little of like oh shit now someone else is yelling at me maybe i actually should make this happen it really felt like the the word that came to mind for me at the time was like an infantilized society you know like they just don't have any ability to to take initiative and to do something individually you gotta follow the little rules and you gotta follow the paperwork and you get in trouble if you don't it's just what a fucking tiresome country like i would never want to visit there i don't know why they're trying so hard to keep people out no one wants to go there it's fucking shit that being said though it was by far the cheapest flight so i would fly through there again except i would get a really long layover the longest layover possible then it would be fine because the airport... Well, he we
0: certainly had an experience, though. I mean, <laughs> when things are bad at other airports, you can always compare it and say, yeah, it wasn't as bad as that.
1: Yeah, and it was really like... The, the Valentine guy kept telling me, he's like, man, if you ever go to China, get ready. like, Because I know it's hard to believe, but it's even worse than this. If you have to do anything with paperwork or anything. And I just... It's so hard to believe, because how could it be worse than that? <laughs> but apparently it is. I guess it's just like the, the tendrils of communism or whatever is just like that's just how people's minds are wired is like if we don't everybody needs to agree on every little step and it just makes everything take forever but uh yeah it's crazy too like this airport in russia oh my god it's so big like that's another reason why if anyone's listening to this has a layover in the russian airport in uh, moscow like get a get as much time between flights as possible because like i i think to get to my flight i was literally walking for like 40 minutes and the whole time i'm just walking through more airport it was unbelievable i've never seen an airport that big in my life because i guess that's just like that's their weird idea of capitalism it's like all right we are capitalist now we will have greatest airport we will fly everyone through airport but no one coming to russia no one um so uh so then the downside though to all that is so that initial thing of like, ah, oh, sweet, I'll get a, I'll get a nice little hotel and I'll sleep, uh, sleep it off and be well-rested for the next leg tomorrow. So the opposite happened because I stayed up all night drinking. <laughs> and we were just drinking like, first we were mixing hard liquor with water and then we just started drinking the hard liquor. I mean, fuck it, we're in Russia, right? And uh, so the next day I had gotten like no sleep. Uh, my diarrhea didn't get worse, so that's good. That still seemed like it was okay, but I, I was hungover, and my sickness was coming back. Like, I was definitely getting sick again, or another wave of sick, and I had this, like, nine-hour flight. So that was easily the worst flight I've ever had, ever. But But the good thing about it <laughs> is going through all of that shit and just how awful it was to get there and just how bad I felt that whole flight and stuff but then that last like hour when they're like hey we'll be descending into Tokyo in in, you know 40 minutes or whatever uh I finally got a coffee when the lady went by with with the uh the little drink cart I'm like give me a coffee I need a coffee now and because i also i think was just feeling caffeine withdrawal because i hadn't had coffee in a couple of days so getting that coffee in me and just being excited that i was finally like almost there it felt so good like that was the best feeling coffee i've ever had in my life because i'm like I'm, I'm, i made it i'm gonna i'm almost there all that shit so it kind of made it it's like uh, when i took uh like the bus to toronto once from Fredericton and it was like 22 hours it's like miserable but man you feel like you earned it you know when you get there so it's kind of like that and uh yeah and i finally got to tokyo and in tokyo they were so nice like the opposite of the aloofness of the uh dutch people and the just downright dickhead ridiculousness of the russians in japan they were so nice right away where it's like here's your here's your 90 day visitor visa thing no problem uh, they asked, like, just where I was going and stuff. And I mentioned I was going to Tokyo, but then I was going to Fukuoka, which it's not small. It's, like, the fifth biggest city. But that's, you know, to visit bread. And the lady, she was just so excited. She's like, whoa, Fukuoka. Like, nobody goes there. Like, she was just excited for me that I was going to go see shit in in Japan. And it was like, man, it felt so good to get to Japan. And I guess that's where I'll pick up next time It's just, like, that that is that's what the feeling of japan was is that they were actually glad for me to be there <laughs> which is a very unique hey, feeling. you were it's glad me. to be there yeah so i guess just to wrap up the sickness thing though that's the only downside is my first place i stayed in in tokyo was a uh like a hostel i've never actually stayed at a full-on hostel except for a couple of days in amsterdam that first time so uh so it was like 10 bunks in one room and it actually cleared out later on. It was, like, a, kind of a neat place to stay. But the first weekend, it's this thing called Golden Week. It's, like, where two or three of their holidays all collide at once. So everything is busy and everyone's traveling. So the whole place was packed. There's, like, ten people in the hostel. And my, my cough came back big time. And I just didn't want to be that guy who, you know, they can't see me. I'm just, like, tucked away in my little, my little cubicle but I don't wanna be that guy who's just coughing all night and ruining the trip for everybody, <laughs> you know? So I just had my mouth packed with like six or seven cough drops at once for like three straight days just to try to not cough all the time, which did work, but it was fucking miserable. But then right after that, not only did my cough clear up, but after that, the, uh, the hospital, like just wasn't busy anymore so on the weekends there'd be two or three people but during the week it was just me and that was like so neat because i i got the place obviously because it was cheap it was like 27 dollars a night but even the people that ran the place didn't come in on the weekdays because there was no one new to check in so i had it was like a whole building that was just me for like 27 bucks a night in tokyo <laughs> like and i didn't expect that it's like i was just there by myself with like three showers and six washrooms and all this stuff and i'm like wow i'm like in a palace right now i'm in my own building for 27 a night in tokyo so it all worked out in the end yeah anyway.
0: i'm looking forward to the tokyo talk because i <laughs> get the feeling you you just from the emails that you sent that you really liked it over
1: there yeah there's no question i'll definitely go back and like uh it took me a little while to shake it like i, I think i am kind of past it now but there was like a few days. well like there was a little period when I first got back here to Vancouver where for like three or four days in a row I would wake up kind of thinking I was still in Japan (laughs) so yeah Japan definitely thumbs up it definitely went well so yeah next time I call I'll probably yeah I'll give it a a couple of weeks two or three weeks before the next leg of that but yeah I'll tell you all about all about Japan okay yeah freaking Russia man what the shit (laughs) and there's a I guess the only other little detail is uh, and uh, I don't know it was so so basically because there were so many of us that got uh, that missed our flight that's why they did this hotel thing in Russia because apparently what they do I overheard them talking to someone ahead of me is if it's just one or two people they have these like capsules in the Russian airport that you just sleep in the capsule <laughs> so if it had just been me or something that's what would happen to me and i found the capsules and it's like creepy it's just like a big shoe box you know and it's kind of futuristic looking <laughs> but it's just a big box you just slide it open you climb in or like a like a coffin kind of <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well see you know what that's what i would have expected <laughs> yeah. rather than them take you all to a hotel they probably didn't have enough shoeboxes, though, to accommodate everybody.
1: Yeah, there was only, I think, six of them. And uh, it's kind of an interesting thing, I guess. Like, if you just want to book one, I think it's like 40 bucks, And, I mean, that would have been kind of a neat experience in and of itself, <laughs> to just wander through the airport all night and have my little shoebox <laughs> that I sleep in. <laughs> but uh, But there was too many of us for that. And, yeah, and again, it all, it really did work out well in the end because just that night hanging out drinking with everybody was so cool just these people i'll never fucking ever see again but it was like yeah, it was just neat like I, I guess at every step of this between like having the hostel to myself in tokyo and the weird thing in russia and just like it's all so unpredictable you know <laughs> like the only predictable part was amsterdam was kind of you know predictable i didn't expect as many cows and sheep but everything after that i'm like man you could never guess in a million years all this shit was gonna happen So, I mean, I guess that's, like, the good side. Oh, that's one thing I wanted to say, too, is just between all of that stuff and then uh, there was a couple of times in Tokyo when I missed the last train and I had no choice but to walk home for, like, two and a half hours in the middle of the night and stuff. And I'm just, like, really glad that you guys uh, are, like, financing my my flights of fancy because I'm already, you know, turning 40 i can get away with this shit now you know like walking two and a half hours at night my knees hurt a bit but it's not so bad and being sick in russia it's like well this is ridiculous but it's not so bad but even just 10 years from now when i'm 50 that's gonna be a different story (laughs) you know and then 10 years after that i'm officially old or whatever like like by the time i get my own shit together i would be too old for this kind of shit is what i'm trying to say (laughs) so i'm glad that i get to do it now
0: yeah, well, that's why I'm willing to finance you now because I know a time's going to come where you're just not going to want to or won't be able to.
1: Yeah, like I'm going to... Well, and
0: gonna... hey, I'm not going to be around forever either. <laughs> right.
1: Hey, just keep that attitude, though. I mean, you can easily be 103.
0: <laughs> yeah, but i got to keep working to make the money to finance you. I'm going to give this up eventually.
1: Yeah, although that's another big thing that came up in that book a lot, too, is like, uh, you know, people like having jobs and stuff. Like, as soon as you don't have a job, it's incredible how fast people die once they retire, <laughs> which is <Yeah>. just weird.
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, so because I, I definitely, like, you know, most of the time I don't feel my age. I just feel like still a young idiot. But there are those times, like, being sick in a weird country and being stranded in the middle of the night walking around, like, where I'm just like, man, like, this. I'm starting to feel it a little. Like, I, I am not bouncing back as fast from this. And it's just one of those creepy feelings of like, you know, 20 years old, 30 years old, whatever, even 40 years old nowadays, not a big deal. But I'm only 10 years away from 50. And I mean, 50 is 50, you know, (laughs) you can't pretend you're not 50 when you're 50. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but then what happens when you get to be 60 and you look back at 50, you just say, oh, i was just a young duffer then.
1: That's true. I mean, maybe I'll just keep pushing it, you know, like, I mean, I'll have to be a little more, I guess that's the thing is like, if i guess i'm exaggerating a little i guess it's just that when i'm a bit older i guess i just won't i won't take the russia flight just because it was the cheap one you know i'll just spend an extra three hundred dollars to not have that kind of shit happen <laughs> like that's why a lot of this stuff is happening is because whatever's the cheapest that's what i do uh so yeah i guess if i just stopped doing that these, these things wouldn't be so problematic but for now yeah i don't know again yeah i'm glad uh it's one of those things too like um i guess it would have i don't know i feel like this is okay that i didn't go to japan sooner like it really was helpful to at least know brad you know just to have somebody there because it's or like when i went to amsterdam that first time is because when because matt went like it's it's really tough to motivate yourself to just do this shit all by yourself <laughs> there's got to be some kind of connection so uh i'm glad it's all kind of working out and i'm i'm seeing the world i'm doing stuff
0: yeah, now there's just Australia, New Zealand, you haven't done
1: that yet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
0: South America, you haven't done any of that yet.
1: Yeah, although uh, that's probably, it's pretty low on the list, I think. <laughs> it's one of those things, like, I try not to get to, uh, you know, I don't pay that much attention to the news and to different stuff, because, like, the news always accentuates the negative, you know, like, if any little bad thing happens. Like, if you paid attention to the news, you'd think Toronto was, like, a terrifying place, and it's, it's fine, you know. But, uh... I saw this news story it was from a couple of years ago now but like Morocco which is just barely into well that's Africa I mean not, it's not South America but uh, it's just the story of these these two women who got decapitated for no reason it's just these like guys that were like Muslim that they just want to they just want to scare tourists basically they just want to destabilize the the tourism and they all immediately got arrested they did a real bad job they were total idiots and it was such a random thing. It's like, I'm not going to go to Morocco and get decapitated. But <laughs> that's still, like, it kind of worked because it's still in my mind. I'm like, yeah, well, let's just not. Let's just not go there, you know?
0: Yeah, and, like, there's, there's been a couple of stories of guys who, well, there was a Canadian guy who was, I guess he was just traveling. There doesn't seem to have been any ulterior motive to what he was doing. Anyway, anyway, he, he was in jail over there for eight months. They just picked him up at the airport jailed them, and finally the Canadian Embassy got him released, but it was after eight months of some pretty horrific... And I guess their jails are pretty fucking horrific.
1: Where was that at?
0: That was in... Um, it wasn't Morocco, but it was someplace over there, like you're in that area where you know, you got ISIS and all those guys.
1: Yeah, and you always it hear... It one even of
0: those... Syria places, or so. uh, it was one of those countries, those hot countries in the Middle East.
1: Even places like Mexico City, you always hear about, like, the kidnappings and stuff (laughs) and i'm just like yeah "Eh, it's probably like
0: yeah they kind of like to kind of pick up white guys
1: (laughs) yeah like it's probably all exaggerated and it's probably not gonna happen but it's still like yeah but let's just eh, i'll just go somewhere else you know even japan so japan has got like a really low crime rate and the one joke brad always made but it was kind of true is uh is like, I'm gonna be the most dangerous person in <laughs> in in Japan, and it's like kind of true. Like, it's more likely that one of us weird white travelers is gonna flip out on somebody than anything else is gonna happen. But the legal system in Japan is fucking crazy, because they have like a 99% conviction rate that they're extremely proud of. So if you get picked up for even just a small thing, like even just uh, you know shoplifting or something, they can keep you for. It's like 10 days without any kind of uh, reason or without anything going any further. Then if they charge you, it's like another... There's some way that it's like 10 or 20 days, they can get you right away. And then if you don't confess, they can hold you for like six or eight months. And they do. (laughs) And they just keep like, even if you're arrested for something you didn't do, they'll just keep badgering you because they want this 99% conviction rate. They just want to convict you. And if you're a white guy they also just don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think that would ever be a problem because I don't break laws and stuff. But but there's stories of people. Like one guy who uh, he made friends with some dude that, like, a, he lived in Japan. He's a white guy who lived in Japan. And he just had friends at the local bar or whatever. And one of the guys at the bar was like, hey, I need, uh, I need to get some pedals for my my guitar mailed to Japan. Can I get it mailed to your address? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, here's my address. Send it to me, it's fine. But the guy was actually getting drugs imported into Japan and drugs are a huge no-no in Japan. They're super illegal. So this guy got arrested for having drugs mailed to his apartment, even though it had really nothing to do with him. And he was in jail for almost a year before they finally, you know went to trial and got his name cleared and stuff but his legal bills are like 20 grand and just like fuck (laughs) where realistically like they really they just want to deport you the only reason he didn't do that is because he likes living in japan so he wanted to fight to stay but i think if that ever happened to me i would just like yeah yeah whatever fine i'll just agree to whatever you say i did and you can deport me and i'll just never come back (laughs) like that's fine but that's the only downside there yeah it's like super nice people very low crime rate everything's really cool but if you get arrested it's way brutal
0: yeah and some of those places uh, they uh they don't well they don't they don't care whether you're deported or not they just throw you into the clink and that's it
1: yeah yeah totally okay. I actually heard... There's
0: nothing you can do about
1: it. I heard France is really bad for that. Like, the one that you wouldn't expect because it's all European and shit, but apparently France... French jails are, like, terrifying and very cruel and weird. But anyway, so, yeah, there's that uh, step two. Step two of the epic tale. <laughs> it's like if this is Lord of the Rings, that was the second book, and then will do the third book next time. So, yeah, so I'll... Um, so i'll book a couple of those flights and send you the deets and uh i guess that's it i guess that's all i'm up to
0: Alrighty. righty
1: yeah i guess i haven't really asked you what's going on with you but i mean
0: <laughs> i assume it's oh, same old same old <laughs> yeah. crap it's working all the time and same old crap yeah these oh we uh... had a beautiful summer here oh well, that's good yeah really nice summer
1: it's actually kind of un- uncomfortably hot out here but i i guess it's not raining so i can't complain yeah, I guess all right. I guess that's it then. I guess we'll wrap up this one. Thanks. Uh, thanks again for all the credit card help and stuff, as usual. Okay.
0: Well, send me an email before you do, so I can be sure I'll be home on the Tuesday night. Okay?
1: Sure. Yeah. And I'll, I'll yeah I'll give it a I'll give it a couple of weeks or whatever. Just let things build up a little more. Let my brain. And it. it's weird. I feel like I don't have as much. It's like Japan is less of a story. <laughs> There's no real story to tell. It's more just generalized stuff. But. Uh, But, yeah, I'm sure I have stuff to say because it it was cool. It was fun.
0: Okay.
1: All right, so I'll talk to you in a couple weeks.
0: Okay, take care. Okay, bye. Okay, bye-bye.